this is Tom Waits singing I Don't Wanna Grow Up. I thought it was a, he didn't want to get up. Oh, my God. I miss reading everything nowadays. It is Kill Radio. DJ Chicken Leather taking over. That's right. Bike Talk here on Kill Radio. Wind up your radios, boys. Oh, no. That's Dr. Domeno. Ah! Oh my God! We haven't even started, and there's a phone call. It is Kill Radio. Here, we'll we'll see who's on the phone. It is, it is Kill Radio. Who's this? This is Ted Rogers. Hi, Mr. Rogers. How you doing today? How's your neighborhood, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> it's good today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, I have to say so. It's a great day for a bike ride. Is it? We should all be out there instead of uh, on the phone. Okay, I, I was just out there on, on my bike, and it felt really good. I, I was just telling everybody, I don't know if you heard a couple minutes before this, that uh, I I woke up and my girlfriend was there and she's going, why are you getting up so early? And I'm going, I'm going to watch the Giro. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is uh, we were, uh, Alex uh, Thompson is in the studio and he's here and he was, uh, he was at the uh, Bikeroy party last night and so was I and I really, I just came in to say hi and make sure that the studio was to be honest, the bathroom was clean. Here I, here I am getting up and being uh, being uh, enlisted to uh, be a little bit of things. So, Mr. Rogers, tell me about your neighborhood today. Well, I'm calling uh, because we're forming the League of Bicycling Voters, Los Angeles. And is, is that is that like a precursor to the United Nations of Bikers? Um, it could very well be. We're trying to draw bicyclists from all over Los Angeles County, every type of bicyclist, however you ride, um, you know, whether you're a roadie, mountain biker, commuter, uh, if you ride a bike and in Los Angeles County and you're eligible to vote in Los Angeles County, you're invited to come join. Wow. Even illegal aliens? Uh, well, they can't vote, unfortunately. Uh, but if they want to come and stand rats. and join in the conversation, they're welcome. Okay, well, uh, th that sounds that sounds fantastic. You know, as I'm saying this, it's it's like I'm looking over our vista of Los Angeles, and I'm not seeing one, not two, but about ten bike riders 
riding up and down the hills, all sorts of bike riders, from a, a kid on a BMX to somebody with a crate that looks like he's a walk, a working man, and he uses his bike to work, to some guy right now that's just sort of flying up this little incline we have here, and he looks like he could be ready for the Giro himself, man. Mm -hmm. except he's got a messenger bag, and he's <laughs> U-turning on a left turn, and yeah, he could be ready for the Giro. Okay. Anyway, um, well, that's that's a great idea. Now, do you guys have a meeting place? Do you have a, uh, we do. We're a going schedule or something, or a website? We I, have just all of the above. Go. All right, well, let me, let's, let's hear it. Go ahead. Okay, well, the website is at uh, bikevotela.org. Okay. And there you can find links to our Facebook page and our Google group. Uh, we've been using the Google group to uh, have discussions um, leading up to our first meeting, deciding what we want to be, um, how we tend to approach things. We've already decided on a questionnaire that we're going to submit to people running for statewide office. Uh-huh. Um, oh, so you're talking about, like, doing this on a local level, because I heard that Obama at one point was saying that, uh, or was it, it wasn't Obama, it was um, that Janet Sadiq Khan, who was saying, you know, we need to have something on a national level. I mean, we built basically this highway here, mm -hmm. and, you know, we infrastructure for cars and stuff, it's, and, that was, and we built it, so let's move on. So now let's build it for people instead of building it for cars. I, I think she was sort of ink, inkling us on to, to do it on the national level. Mm -hmm. And um, what happened is she uh, she sort of dropped it right in his lap. And we've seen, you know, um, cars for clunkers. We've seen, I mean, you know, cars for clunkers. We've seen money for cars, that, you know, cash for clunkers, quote, unquote. I'm, I'm wondering when we're going to see cash for people, when we're going to see people be, be the prime thing. And it sounds like, I, I don't know of any other device that lets you gauge not only your speed, but the quality of your ride like a bicycle. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just being nice about that. So. No, but, I, have, I completely agree with you. The, uh, there's, for me, there's nothing better than riding my bike. Mm -hmm. And that's the uh, greatest joy in my life, where I can get away from all the stresses, the work, uh, everything else that's go going on, and just get out on the bike for an hour, two hours, and for me, it's a moving meditation. It uh, brings me peace in my life. It brings me happiness, uh, great exercise. Uh, and it's also um, transportation at the same time. I mean, you've got everything rolled into one. Uh, we really need to shift the focus in this country from moving cars, moving vehicles, to moving people. And there are far more efficient ways to move people. Uh, I, there are 40,000 people... Uh, plus or minus killed by cars in this country every year. Mm -hmm. How how can we accept that as a price from going from here to there? I mean, the country rose up when three thousand people were killed on nine eleven, but we don't seem to notice when forty thousand die every year from cars. Yeah, and and um, I, not to make light of the issue or something, but uh, it tends to hit you on a local level. I know that there were three writers coming home uh, a couple weeks ago. And they just stopped to get tacos, and lo and behold, uh, it, may, it may seem like the violence is not perpetrated, but uh, not only did they lose their bike, but uh, just just one of the incidents that, that they have to sort of contend with in this uh, in the city. And 
I, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I, I think your, your league of writers is gonna, gonna hopefully be a voice for us, if, if not in the uh, national government, at least on the local. And, uh, well, we, we're looking, uh, at the local level, the county level, the state level, because this is where the laws that, uh, affect bicyclists on a daily basis are made. Uh, we, I, there's no reason why we can't, as we move forward, start looking at the national races. We've already been approached by one candidate who's running for House of Representatives uh, this year as an independent who's asked for our support. Uh-huh. Um, we'll you can mention his name. We're, we're sort of, I mean, we, we bash everybody, people <laughs> bashing kind of thing. So who is this candidate? This um, candidate. Let's, keep, let's keep that quiet for oh. right now because we haven't, uh, we haven't endorsed him. Uh, he's okay. just somebody who's come and asked for our support. All right. Uh, when we, when and if we endorse somebody, then, uh, sure, we'll let you know. We'll All let the right. whole world know. Alright. Well, anyway, um, we're, we're here on the phones here at Kill Radio. We're joined by Alex in here. Alex, do you, do you have a question for, and I'll, I'll pass it on to him, um, for, uh, Mr. Rogers here on the phone. Uh, I'm not prepared with a question. He's not prepared with a question. Let me think for a second. <laughs> but, um, no problem. Okay. Uh, is involved well, in however, I would like to say one thing. Uh, Alex and, uh, has been working on the with the bike side group. Yeah. Um, great thing. Is that, is that Mr. Box? Uh, Mr. Box as well. Yeah, you know, I always think that that's some sort of like Mr. Green or Mr. Blue. <laughs> it's like at any point, you know, I always call they it sound Mr. Like, Mr. Uh, Box or something. They sound like James uh, well, Bond. Mr. Yes. Box seems to be an irresistible force in this town. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I absolutely support what they're doing. I, they're also involved in the political arena. And, you know, they're, the statistics I've come up with um, using Department of Transportation statistics, excuse me, that say that uh, uh, 27.3% of Americans ride bikes. Wow. If you apply that to just the registered voters in Los Angeles County, you come up with 1 million bicyclists registered to vote in wow. this town. Or in the county, uh, in the city of Los Angeles, around four hundred thousand, um, and that's just ones who are registered to vote. Like you said, there are people who can't vote for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, adds over another million to Los Angeles County. Now, I'm not trying to open up a can of worms here or anything, mm-hmm. but um, the reason I brought that up is because it seems, and I'm, I'm not, I'm just voicing an opinion that um, a lot of people. And let's say on the lower economic stratas, use their bike a little more effectively in terms of transportation than they do. I mean, the, the equation changes from being just recreation to transportation. Right. And, and in fact, we're seeing as the economy worsens, more people going into that. And they think, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this on a, you know, maybe once or twice or something. And then they find out how easy and how much fun it is and how much more efficient it is. And then we're, we're seeing that change. So a lot of people will start out just fixing uh, an old puffy or something, dusting in their in their garage. And, and then the next thing you know, they're going, wow, I'd like to upgrade. Or I, mm-hmm. I want to donate this bike to one of the bike collectives and, and, and go to the next level, which, you know, for them may be uh, a different kind of bike or a different style of biking. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I, I'd like to see... Everybody get on the bike, and in fact, I, I just the other day, they said, why, why are you building up this heavy frame and this everything? And I'm saying, well, you know, this is going to be a fat man's bike. And they looked at me like, what do you mean? And I said, 
this bike will withstand basically a nuclear blast. And, and they looked at me and said, no. And I said, well, it'll withstand abuse. And it, it was a hard, rigid frame. But the idea was that it was, it was big enough and bulky enough to withstand somebody, let's, let's just say, uh, upwards of 200 pounds, maybe more. And they said, well, why would you build a bike like that? And I said, well, you know, there, there's different body types. That, there's not just one bike that, that will solve all your problems. And, in fact, last night at the Bikerwave, uh, Fuzby came up with a, a bike that was so comfortable to ride, but if you looked at it, it looked somewhere between a cruiser and a chopper. Okay. And, and this was just, it was fun. And I think people forget the, the fun factor in all these things, which, which they sort of bottled and, and had for sale last night over at uh, Bikeway, if indeed they were charging. But there was also some uh, silly bikes. There was a skinny bike that, that was a, a, a bike that was on something that was a cross between a, uh, a seat that you sat in at school, and it had rollers from the <laughs> shopping cart, and it had a little key wheel in it, and it skidded all over. You couldn't control it. So sometimes lack of control is, is you know, where you're out of control is, is a good sign. Well, anyway, uh, Mr. Rogers, once again, the League of uh, Riders, uh, I think one of the things I asked you, if you had a website, so maybe this would be a good time. Yeah, uh, bikevotela.org. Okay. And we're having our first meeting uh, a week from today. Oh, of course. Uh, right, right. You know, there's nothing happening next week on the 15th. Let's yeah. see. Colin has a ride in, in uh, Glendale for his bike month. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But no, this sounds really important. What time is it? Uh, 10.30 a.m. 10.30. Yeah, you're not competing with Bike Talk either. So 10.30 a.m. Yeah, next all. Saturday. Hey, we'll all be listening to you while we're having the meeting. Oh, that's great. What time and where? 10.30 a.m. It's at the law school building at UCLA. Wow. Uh, can get directions. Uh, that sounds prestigious. It, well, I hope it will be. <laughs> okay. I uh, can get directions on the Facebook page and the Google page, and we'll get that up on the website pretty soon. Okay. Well, one, one last thing we're going to ask you here of course. is, um, you know, we're supposedly a music station when we're not doing issues like this. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, what's the most embarrassing thing on your iPod, either related to bikes or... You know, it doesn't even have to be related to bikes. You want to know the most embarrassing oh, thing on my iPod? Absolutely. Do you do you like do you like take the hills listening to ABBA? Here, here's the worst thing. I don't have an iPod. Oh, that's even better. That's I'm even one better. of those old-fashioned people. Back? I like to get out on my bike and I want to hear the sounds around me. Ah. Uh, it's like I want to hear those waves when I'm around the beach. I want to hear the cars coming up behind me. I want to hear the people talking as I go by. It gives me. It makes me part of the environment rather than separating myself with it. As much as I love music, I mean, I've got music going all the time at home, but when I'm out on the bike, I want to hear around me. I don't know. That, that could be... I, it's I a think radical you might concept. charges up here. <laughs> every, every kid I know, it's like I always think of the... I, I didn't know what an iPod was for a while, and I would see these guys get ready for these long rides and throw these little, you know, earbuds in their ears, and I'm thinking, oh, it must be some sort of safety device for your ears or something, and I realized <laughs> what it go. was. And, it, and it's just like, I don't know if that's really, you know, sort of cutting you off from the environment is a good thing, but uh, uh, well, maybe that's our, our safety suggestion for the day. There you go. Well, let me tell you this one story really quick. Uh, before I moved out here, I lived in Denver, and I was cross-country skiing one day, and all of a sudden, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, miles from the nearest person. It starts to snow, and I've got uh, my headphones on. Uh, I'm listening to some really nice uh, jazz, 
and it seems really perfect. And then I take the headphones off, and I hear absolutely nothing. <laughs> no sounds whatsoever. And wow. I'm like, man, I was missing this. Yeah. So that was the last time I ever wore headphones when I did something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost like one of those sensory deprivation tanks sometimes, I, I think, when, when you do this. Because, uh, as everybody knows, if, if you have an iPod long enough, it'll, it'll mess up on you. <laughs> And then it really sounds insane. So, anyway, uh, it is uh, Bike Talk here. And I want to thank you, Mr. Rogers, for calling us again. Uh, look forward to seeing you on a ride. Uh, maybe we'll see you uh, interacting with uh, the uh, your, your local rider tonight on the, uh, I, I know over in uh, northeast Los Angeles, they're having that art ride, which is a low-impact ride. Meets oh, very over cool. At, uh, 6.30 over at... Uh, the flying combination flying pigeon bike oven and uh, they go to I think five or six of the galleries so it's not only user friendly it's low impact and you get to enrich your life with art so that's good anyway. too and you can talk to Joseph he's uh, part of the League of Bicycle I have Owners. never met this guy there who we is go this guy? Joseph who? Uh, Joseph Braille <laughs> I think you know him sounds like a terrorist to me yeah, he probably is but <laughs> you know we encourage terrorists to join us too alright well that anyway, was a joke that Sounds fantastic. Uh, we'll let we'll let you go down. We're gonna get back to. Uh, Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Say Thanks hi to Alex for me. Oh, I will. Bye bye. It is Kill Radio. DJ Chicken Leather here. Wow. Yeah. It's a mess here in the studio. So uh, let's see if I can pull down the phone, pull out the microphone that's not working, pull out the sound, and who should we have in the studio? But. Alex Thompson. Alex, say Is it again. Working? Alex Thompson. Oh, there you go. Oh, the richness oh of a studio mic. Um, Kill Radio. Wow, some interesting issues there. Um, as as stated, uh, I got to go and clean the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> see, we here at Kill Radio uh, even let the janitors on the line here because uh, <laughs> I, I think it, it goes back to our long tradition of, of – uh, Civil rights and stuff. I, I was uh, watching a documentary about uh, James Earl Ray, who I'm not going to mention what he did, but basically what it came down to is they reviewed a lot of uh, Dr. King's life, and uh, I found that one of the big issues they had was uh, the garbage men. So th there's nothing below us here at Kilrated. There's nothing above us here at Kilrated. We like to think that we're all on the same strata. P perhaps we are the representing for the smallest writer out there, and the future writer in our in our midst uh, by doing this, and so you you say to yourself, "Oh, Chicken Leather shows up to to do it." It's like, no, we want to show that same rapport, that same consideration to everybody. We I I remember somebody was telling me, or basically, there was a classification. <laughs> That's not the phone, guys. There was a classification at one point about um, uh, how they were doing the bike plan, how they would classify riders and say, oh, you're one of these. They only had four types of riders. Yeah, and you were one of the ones that will go out any time, chicken leather. Fearless. You don't, you don't apply. Fearless rider. Fearless rider. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'd like to have it a little better than just being a fearless rider. I'd like to make it safe for, you know, that little kid that gets on his bike. Like and you shouldn't have the... to be fearless. Right. You know, uh, there was that you are. At, at the same time, I, this was during some art kind of thing where they were mapping Los Angeles. And the curator said, well, I would never get on the streets. They're just too dangerous. They're just whatever. And I said, you know what? Maybe you have to revisit your fear uh, uh, with the intent that 
you could take a side street. And I, I really don't like people to take side streets. I said, and I really don't like it when people dress up in spandex or something. I said, ride like you would normally. I yeah. mean, I've been doing that for years. On the streets, and, you would And the idea way. is that you you tend to be more alert. I, I know that the alertness has led me to be a, a better bike rider. And I'm going to end it a minute because we are getting the phone call. But what what I really wanted to do was make it safe enough for her to ride. I said, what do we have to change to make it safe enough to ride? Is it riding with people? Is it riding with a buddy? Is it taking may not the busiest street, but maybe a street that will get you there and be – Elevation-wise, the red carpet and get right. This Elevation-wise, it might be easier. You know, have yeah, coffee yeah. and latte yeah. for like I did yeah, for you yeah, this morning yeah, around the corner. Yeah. Oh, where was that coffee <laughs> and latte? I forgot about. Well, that. we're gonna work on that. I want orange juice next. Okay, time. OJ, freshly squeezed. Uh, we'll we'll put it on the thing. But these are all trappings because, as we all know, it as we look today, it's the road. And um, I'm gonna recap for about 30 seconds that it was really funny that this morning when I woke up. There was an American leading the Giro when I turned the TV on. This is pretty <laughs> Did insane. Did it last very long? It, it, it lasts pretty long. He was from the BMC team. And this is just to show you that we can be just as esoteric and testosterone-filled as that bike bike uh, racing radio thing that Brad does on Monday and, and the rest of these guys. Um, it was uh, – oh, now I'm, I'm stumped. No, it was, it was Brett uh, Bookwalter. Never heard of the guy. I guess he won the – the tour of Utah. He was leading for a while, and then his uh, his other teammate in the BMC, Cadell Evans, uh, tied him. But that was like, you know, when the big guys are racing. This is like halfway through the race. He held the yeah. held the lead until he was knocked off by. I thought it was Chief Wiggums, but it was Brad Wiggums <laughs> from England. Chief so, Wiggums. Yeah, okay, just, yeah, boys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you on that big hill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of those donuts. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna turn the thing over to uh, the other host here at, at at the talk. He's on the phone right now, and that of course is uh, the media mammal himself. Are you gonna do your own? Are you gonna do your own whopping or the media madam himself? That's right, the man with all the answers. That of course being Nick. Hey Stephen, how you doing, man? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You might want to turn down your radio. I mean your internet. So we are here with uh, Alex, and we got Stephen on the phone. Um, Oh. Oh, so, uh, Stephen, we got uh, Alex Thompson on the in the studio yeah. actually, and yeah. uh, I called him because uh, you guys were all talking about him last week about yeah. Bikeside. So, what, what, what? Can you tell us where Bikeside came from? Anybody? Oh, actually, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Uh, Bikeside is uh, we're trying to fill a hole. You know, there's not an organization out there that's allowed because of their structure to do pure lobbying and to endorse candidates so we decided we're going to do that because we want to we want to affect policy and, and so uh organizations like bikeside bike 501c4 as they're called are specifically made for that and we're ready to just take things to the next level so that's what it's about it's it, in many ways it's a continuation of the movement that bike riders collective has led in some ways uh, Stephen, you, I, I can't. It's we're, he's going to have to talk into the phone if you're going to hear him. But he's just telling me what bike size about. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back to the radio. You guys give me a shot. Okay, shot. cool. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to you in a minute, maybe. Bye-bye. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So when did it when did it all start? Um, I think we started talking about. Well, I started thinking about this way back in 2008. Um, but I was busy with bike rave, so we really went bike and. Raves. 
threw down the money to like get incorporated and talk to a lawyer and did all that stuff way back in October, I think. So it's it's in October. And who's we? Um, bike side, the board of directors right now is me, Stephen Box, NC Box, and Eric Knudsen. But then there's a bunch of other people involved, like Mihai Patu, who's been involved forever, Sarah Bond, who's led rides on the West Side for a long time, Jeremy Grant, uh, Ron Durgan, uh, who does Sustainable Streets. Most so, of those people have been on the show. Yeah, these are all good people. Um, and so you got people who do rides, and you got people who do. Uh, is there like a, a division between people who are kind of more social bikers and people who are more like advocates and political people, or is everybody everything? Everybody can do everything. I mean, I don't know. We're we're policy oriented, right? So like a lot of people bring skills. We got some people that are former bike or current bike raid volunteers, and we've got a bunch of ride leaders. But uh, what we're what we're focused on is policy, right? But it's nice to have those other skills at the table because, right, then you can put together a good ride or a good party or a good event. So, so you guys will also put rides up on your, your non-policy-related stuff up on your site? We haven't. Uh, our calendar right now just shows kind of like the the few events we got planned, but, you know, it's a possibility. I mean, the thing is, right, there's so many different bike orgs out there. There's so many different bike entities you don't we don't, we don't need to do that because midnight riders is taking care of that you right. know so and and they and and they do a better job uh-huh. so so what policy issues are on a, on the forefront right now okay well the number one the sleeping giant is the LA bike plan and that's gone dark we haven't heard about that in a while because they're revising it but when that bike plan comes out you better believe that bike side will be right there front and center saying here's what we think here's what we like here's what we don't like um, and then there's uh, a number of other things. Hit and run is a big one for us. Uh, I, I, I well, saw a hit and run, run last night. Oh, hit and runs. Yeah. yeah. You saw a hit and run. I, wa- I witnessed a hit and run last night, and uh, it was car on car, and uh, it was ugly, man. You know, 30, 38% of collisions in Los Angeles are hit and run. So really, almost two out of five collisions are, are hit and run. That's just terrible. Um, that's amazing that you that you went. Do you write about car on car stuff? Or? No, but I think like you know, hit and run is an issue for cyclists because cyclists actually are less likely to be a victim of a hit and run. In that twenty three percent of bike involved collisions are hit and run. So thirty eight percent of all collisions are hit and run, but twenty three percent, and this is in LA, LA, are are on bicycle are hit and run. So it's a lower number. But the thing is that these motorists walked away from this accident. Right. Cyclists, if they get hit and run, they're almost certainly going to the hospital. Yeah. But but here's the thing. We all have an interest in fixing this. You know, it's not just a cycling issue. It's not just a pedestrian issue. It's like everybody has an interest, and I think it's important to identify that broader coalition. Well, you, talk, you say, well, sure. Do you talk about fixing it? How, how do you fix something like hit and run? Isn't that human behavior? Dude, hit and run is a really tough one. That's like how do you fix DUI? You know, you yeah. It's there's like 800 different angles, and you've got to try every single one of them. You know, so huh, you gotta, yeah. But I think you're right. A lot of it is cultural. Like this motorist that that hit mm. the other one. Yeah. They stopped. They 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 looked around. They assessed what happened, and then they left. I mean, it was wow. deliberate. Well, wh- how can they? What happened to the? Where was the other person? So, um, one ter- person was turning left, and the other person ran a light to turn left too, and this like. They broadsided them, right? Uh-huh. And that deflected their left turn so that instead of making the full left turn, they went straight into the pole for the mm-hmm. streetlight, which is this mi- 
massive like these you know these poles that they have for the really big street lights just huge mm-hmm. didn't look like it was damaged at all mm-hmm. and then they the person who who hit them just stopped you could tell they looked at what oh, happened uh-huh. and then they drove away right it was crazy it's crazy and this person wrapped their car around the pole right like the engine was almost into the passenger compartment and they just they left them were they injured uh they were shaken up i don't know if they were injured but it uh-huh. was it was pretty bad looking like the side, Im- You've, have you seen the side impact airbags that come out? Like, no, um, I haven't. Oh man, uh, it's been a long time since I saw a car accident, but they come out the side, and so your, your right. head won't hit the side of the car. Yeah, yeah. I guess we need those on bikes. Yeah, no, but it's like uh, a full body airbag, something like that, <laughs> or like an Iron Man suit that. Have, have you seen those um those oh, things that they put those? those, round those things are yeah, on. they're big round things. The the big round inflatable balls are like ten feet high, and you climb inside, and then you <laughs> run around this inside this inflatable ball and it, yeah. it rolls down a hill and it bounces wow that sounds amazing yeah it's super fun if we could travel like that that'd be great so <laughs> we could make that happen all right yeah cool just a bunch of bubbles and traffic yeah yeah so we got um the mass bike master plan we got hit and runs mm-hmm. anything else on your uh radar sure we're yes you got something to say chicken no, 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 we got no. we got uh the la bike map which is a way of collecting um like reports of harassment stolen bikes near misses uh so that's a really good program to kind of like give cyclists a way to give some feedback on what's happening on the street mm-hmm. so that's um labikemap.com yeah can you explain that so la bike map uh go to labikemap.com it'll forward you to bikeside la slash la bike map and what you'll see is you'll see um a map that shows all the collisions that happened in 2008 on um on one map, and then you also have the capacity. Like if you if you had something happen to you on the way to work today, chicken yeah. leather, and somebody nearly hits you, then you can go and you can type in, okay, this guy nearly hit me, and here's where it was, and here's the time of day, and then uh, someday when Bike Sides got their act together, you'll get a phone call from us saying, hey, what happened? Tell us what happened, chicken leather, and and it's kind of. I think that's every day. I mean, today it was a guy in a van that was. I think he was eating, and he sort of swerved. And I, I, th- I thought he was going to swerve out of my way, but he swerved to make a left into a driveway. He was eating a bicyclist burrito. I, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I'm sure it was nutritious. But, but that was just one. Uh, I, if you only have one, that's great. No, I mean, I mean like anytime you ride ten miles, it's a statistical oh, yeah. that you're going to like. And some of these that somebody's going to nearly hit you. And some of these right hooks that I've had oh, yeah. recently, I felt like they were trying. It was like just too obvious. I was like, oh. Nice try, guy. <laughs> Black woman sidekick, uh, my co-host and significant other, is always saying that uh, I, I'm riding on the wrong side of the street or something. I say, well, sometimes it's not because I want to. Sometimes it's just to avoid the abuse because I'm knowing that that guy that I just passed was on his cell phone. And he, and he had, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of fighting to, to see him with one hand. Just one hand on the wheel. <laughs> Usually they got a cell phone like in there. Yeah, the and, the and just anything. And and that what's really mad. I saw somebody doing makeup the other day, a woman, which is fine. And I'm not pointing out any sex or anything because men are just as, as susceptible to getting distracted too. She was putting on her makeup and answering the phone, and there was nothing on the wheel. And I, I said, just one hand on the wheel. And it wasn't like I was yelling or, or being irate or cursing. I just said, you know, pleading for one hand on the wheel. So you're talking about just an accident. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at just survival, and I think that's probably what a lot of people are doing. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you guys get back to that. 
Well, so I see a mass of red circles with numbers. Can you tell me what they mean? Yeah, so this is uh, Nick's looking at LABikeMap.com, and what you see is, right, like you said, a mass of red numbers, or sorry, numbers and red circles. The red circles represent the location of the accidents. The number in the circle tells you how many. So if you see that red circle on the way out there by the beach and it says 52 inside, hmm. that's 52 collisions that took place in that location. And if you zoom in, they'll start to spread out, and you'll see them. You can actually zoom in and see exactly where the collisions took this? place. Uh, we did it. Uh, myself and Mihai Patu and the guy named Paul Brangetto. Um, we did it with the assistance of LAPD. Really? And uh, and yeah, it's it's it. You know, it's funny. Somebody told me that they went out and got a helmet because they saw it and they just said it looks just like there's blood all oh, over. God. You know, which is like yeah. kind of graphic, but I think it gets the point across. You know, so you're zoomed way in now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little confusing at this level. Well, I, the map isn't loading for some reason, so oh. it's it. Oh, there oh, you there go. go. See now it's popped up. So you, if you're on a wow. slower computer, you have to give LA Bike oh, Map so a little time. I, you know what? I didn't. Now that it's zoomed into this point, I see what the purpose is. The purpose yeah. is to fix uh, traffic problems. Right. That's so great. you well so you, and so we actually did this because LAPD has like 1,500 collisions. Um, uh, they they register 1,500 bike collisions a year. There's about how many that happen. Well, that's that sounds like a lot, but spread out across all of LA, it's not enough to really identify where the problem spots are. So our thought was, well, instead of trying to figure out what the most hazardous intersections are based purely on collision data, let's record all those near misses, like the near miss that, that Chicken Letters have been talking about where the guy's on the mm -hmm. phone. When those near misses happen... Hey, identify where those near misses happen, and let's prevent them from actually becoming actual collisions. Let's stop them. Let's find the intersections that have a most. And most you're also going to find out where the most bicyclists are because that's where the most uh, reports of anything of any kind. Isn't that interesting? Because we don't have we don't have a nobody's done a. LACBC did a, a something of a bike count last year, but really nobody's done a comprehensive bike count for years and years and years. So. The best data that we have on where how many cyclists are out there and where they're at would be where Who they're getting hit, it? which is kind of a metaphor for huh. L.A. Oh, the oh, where are the cyclists? Oh, just look for the blood, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm, yes, I'm curious what kind of computer, uh, it, you know, engine is running this thing. I look at this and go, wow, this is really complex or something, but it it looks. Basically, very very simple. You can you can tell at a at a glance what what's going on. In essence, it's a collaboration between not one that we arranged, but it's a collaboration between our server and the data on there, and Google server for the Google Maps API. So they work together. Um, a, a while it's not back, like they go out to coffee or anything. No, no. Just, but a, a while back, uh, <laughs> we're working on it, man. A while back, we we were uh, there was there was a woman that was. Doing a database of, of uh, a lot of accidents too. I think it was BikeX. Yes, BikeX. Yes. Yeah. And she was she was actually trying to do something similar to this. Um, I'm always curious. It's like once you have this data, do you present it to a city council person or or to the police and tell them maybe you should start uh, frequenting this and looking for accidents or what? What's your next recourse after you right. get this data? So like, you know, data is pretty nerdy. It's pocket protector status. It's big glasses status. But the thing is that if you go to what you'll find is if you're down in City Hall and you can you have actual statistics on hand that you can deploy that support your argument, you'll go 100% further than you will if you just go in there, well, we got to make everything bike friendly, you know? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, here's, here's something we can do. 
um, you talked about like people kind of want to get cyclists on the side streets. Yeah. I don't really think that that's practical. I like to. I rode Venice on the way out here. Venice and Vermont, the two big V's. You know, uh, I guess Van Nuys is the third, right? So, yeah. So what no. if we take this data, and we and we ask how many collisions are taking place on the big streets on the arterials? If we find out, and I'll, I'll guarantee you, if you look at the map, seventy percent of the collisions are happening on arterials. That settles the debate right there. If you're gonna spend money. On bike infrastructure, you need to be spending seventy percent or more of it on the arterials because that's where the collisions happen. You just mm-hmm. you can't argue with that now, right? So that's how some of this stuff can help us drive the debate forward. And and you bring up Venice. Uh, last night we were coming back on Venice in a car, yeah. and Venice is one of the streets that does have a bike lane. Yeah, and it's not a protected bike lane; it's just paint. But yeah. everybody kind of knows that if they see a flashing line on Venice, it's like that must be a bike rider. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to say Veronica slowed down when she saw it. <laughs> she was going, where do I turn, where do I turn? But, which is kind of like the offset. It's like you're never really concentrating on stuff. And I said, hey, there's our friends up there on the bike. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, she slowed down to see who it was. Yeah. So maybe in that respect, it's good. But what, what I'm trying to say is if you know that there's going to be something there, if you know there's a bike lane, you're going to tend to, if anything, not, not just respect them more. But notice some more. Maybe maybe take that minute or two. Be more aware. Yes, exactly. And it, this was midnight plus. So there were still bike riders Dude, on the road. There Venice, were so many Venice bike riders a lot, on the road. a lot of riders on Venice. I think that might Absolutely. be the most trafficked. Besides Bayona Creek and some of the places that the, the group rides, the, not, the, not, not our group rides, but the Spandex group rides where yeah. they go, Venice is like the most tra- – in the summertime especially, just heavy bike traffic all day. Well – Back and forth from the beach. When we were coming back, we turned to avoid traffic, of course. It's never you turn because you want to. We were turning (laughs) to avoid traffic at midnight. And we turned from, I think it was that little throughway on, and of course there was a bike rider there at the corner kind of looking like, hey man. Lonesome. I'm just, yeah, I'm standing here. And and we turned on La Brea to get to that little slip to get to Highland. It's sort of, you you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And we got up to... And then we made a ride on Olympic, and sure enough, there were like 10, 15 bike riders. Wow. And this is like, they're coming home, and one of them is just tearing up asphalt. And the other one's like, there was a there was a woman there, there was some friends. And it's like, I like to believe I'm the guy that would be in the back with the woman. But, man, that guy in the front, he was just tearing up. <laughs> but uh, it was... In the back with the woman. And this is... Because you're es- escorting. Yeah, es- yeah, but, but it's the idea of also it's safe. It's not, nothing <laughs> sexist. It's, I'm slow. You know, I want to have somebody to talk to in the back because I get bored just like everybody else. But we were we were coming up that 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 dip right there on Olympic, and I was noticing that just riding in numbers really does help. And I wouldn't ride no, Olympic by myself. There man. is no Not bike lane. There yeah. is nothing. The no. streets people around drive really fast. Oh on yeah, Olympic. the streets around. It's like a little mini freeway in the middle of the city. Are you talking about like the Byzantine right. Latino quarter section? Or are you talking the about one more near Beverly L.A. Hills? High? There, yeah, so it's that's like it drops bad. down. That's, that's, all that's right. not There's bad, no but it was like you they, can see yeah, Rimpa yeah. is is like yeah. homeowners and stuff there, yeah. and stuff. But it, but it was just it, you know we had turned and it was like curious because it was dark. Yeah, you, you know Venice is lit. That's that's and a that's, big thing. that's a big issue. Yeah. The street itself is lit. No, and it's not dark. Well, like if you ever try to ride Olympic through Beverly Hills, like, right? You're just taking your light. Oh, yeah. People drive drive a million miles an hour there, and they've. They stream light it so there's no lights for like a mile, you know? Uh-huh. It's nuts. So um, that that being said, this this report, once you uh, 
uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, qualify or, or collect all this material, correlate the material and stuff. Analyze. Yeah, analyze this stuff. Is it going to be made available to the public? Yep. So as they know, oh, this little corridor between these hours well, is like death trap. We'll take, I, I may want to take this other corridor. Well, that and that'd be some pretty fine cutting. Like when is it? When is it good? And when? It, and that's some. Those are some great ideas for a long time. Yeah. But you know what? That data is available to you right now because oh. you can just go to LA Bike Map. If you submit an incident and you say, uh, "I got harassed on the street," it pops up right away oh, really? on the map. So you just go to LA Bike Map. LABikeMap.com, and it'll forward you to here, and you'll see it, and you can explore this data. And just have your way with it, you know. And plus, yes. we're doing we're doing a long term ten year analysis on this stuff too. Oh, that sounds know? fantastic! And that will be you'll get like a forty page PDF that'll bore you out of your mind. That you get to like, <laughs> oh, this which is, is always I, I live to to be on my computer twenty four. Oh yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll call me up, Alex. This is great stuff. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the other part of of uh, what we would call information or information overload. And a, a lot of the information they found when they were, and I'm going to use an analogy, when fighter pilots were going through traffic mm-hmm. because speed is life, yeah. they could never really analyze all the information that was being thrown up on their, right. on their, you know, their visor view, whatever. And so they said, well, just a few things are, are necessary, and the rest of it the computer can fix. Or in its ultimate form, it's not essential unless it's life-threatening, and so it would change color or something like yeah. that. Perhaps... We'll never have flip-up visors with this information when we ride a bike, which I'd love just because I'm a neat <laughs> On sunglasses? But, but sunglasses I, think, I think sometimes we, we, we forget how the environment to do it. Now okay. he's putting on his sunglasses. Whoa, he looks like them. the Terminator. Here. Uh, chicken litter. Okay, here we, we go. We got a call. We, we got a call. Loud. Reverend Phil. That's me! <laughs> how you doing? I'm great. I'm, 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 I'm tearing around the streets of Minifuckingapolis, man. Wow, what are you doing there? Uh, well, we got a show. We got the bike porn tour. It's pressing on hard and inside of all of your fucking communities. Uh, so, yeah, so how many, tell us what the, the bike porn tour is and how many cities you visit. Okay, so basically, uh, three years ago, I started asking people to create inspiring works of erotic bicycle nature. People, yes, you know, bicycles yes. and. And, uh, and, and and sex have a lot of ways that they intertwine because you feel really free when you're riding a bicycle and you feel a lot of trust in your bicycle and you feel really um, inspired to, to to have that movement and that freedom and that trust. And those are all feelings that are associated with sex when it's done right. And what we found is that people all over North America are totally excited about the idea of taking these Seemingly despite ideas and throwing them into short, amateur, erotic films. And uh, we take them around. We don't make any DVDs, so we just take them. We travel around North America and we create these screenings where people are coming in. And when they've done, when they've done watch 90 minutes, they're like, wow, now I can go up to anyone and talk about sex. And it's something that, they, you know, normally you wouldn't do that. And uh, it's kind of strange that we feel so comfortable talking about violence, but you know, sex is way better. So, so, so you've got the whole uh, you've got the whole philosophy behind it too. You don't just have the, the screenings. You've got the yeah. We're pretty light-handed with a lot of the uh, the you know the, the philosophy, as it were. We allow people to come to it 
at their leisure. We don't like, you know, force people to kind of like, now you've got to understand this about sexual politics or whatever. You know, we just kind of let them take it as they want it. Uh, I have a question from somebody in the studio here, Chicken Letter. He wants to know what you're wearing. <laughs> Nothing. Actually, I've got a sweet Cosby sweater on. What are you wearing? Oh, uh, nothing too exciting. Just, uh, you know, clothes. Clothes? Take your pants off! You're on the radio! I'm not taking advantage of this. Here, here's a question from Chicken Leather Lab. Hey, uh, are there any new entries? Um, we, we saw the presentation here, and there were a lot of local films. We're wondering, uh, is there anything locally over there that will make the national thing? And uh, uh, where is it? Uh, you're at Miss, Miss uh, Sonio, or where, where was that? <laughs> Minneapolis, <laughs> number one bicycle city in North America. Really? Uh, yeah, they just beat out Portland in the last, last poll oh by the God. League of American Cyclists. They have lots of infrastructure really? and lots of, like, bicycle pedestrian-only paths. Do they, have a, do they have a zoo bomb? No, not particularly. <laughs> but you know that uh, you know building a, a monument to uh, bike punks apparently does not win you huge points with the League of American Cyclists. Well, you know we we discuss how to, how to get people that necessarily wouldn't wouldn't be riding a bike to ride their bike or or to think about maybe doing that third or fourth commute in a car on a bicycle that's only a block or two away. This is a way to engage people. Everybody, I'd like to believe, has a sex, unless they've been, let's see, fixed like their bike. Um, is, is there some sort of uh, avenue that this opens up to, to other people? I mean, you get people in there, but you're, you're not always all the time just preaching, you know, sex and drunkenness and naked bike polo. You're, you're actually making <laughs> infrastructure into something else. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you are. I, I spend an awful lot of time preaching naked bike polo. <laughs> But it's, it's kind of up for uh, the viewers to uh, enjoy, appreciate, or otherwise <laughs> be disturbed by. It's not, it's, it's, it's a, a, a not exactly, it's not exactly something that we want to force down people's throats. We just want to allow people to kind of come at it as naturally as they would riding a bike. You know, don't make them start by bombing down uh pill on a child's bicycle, let them just ride whatever thing they feel feels most comfortable, now, you know? And I know when you were here in Claremont, you had a naked ride. Is there anything similar to that that you're doing there? And, uh... I, we are surprisingly low on the naked ride, but with, it's been cold in so many cities. Oh, we, you guys are just, you wimps. I know, that's yeah. why, that's why I'm yeah. saying, it's like naked bike. What just, is it, like two below, five below there? It snowed last night here. <laughs> snowed. I May, man. <laughs> and it, it's snowing. It was like, God, man. So, yeah, it's uh, a little chilly. But, you know, that's, 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 not no, that's no reason not to ride a bike naked. You just oh, have no. to be a little smarter about it. No, and, and we always joke about this, but uh, I, I think it was in Portland that uh, during the dead of winter, you always see people on bikes. I'm talking like three feet of snow. You see somebody out there with like a studded tire. Like taking the yeah. curves, like like yeah. yeah, it's the middle of summer. Yeah, sure. This, yeah. Oh, it's just a little weather. But but that that brings up a different point that you can ride pretty much in anything. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of getting one of them ski bikes myself. Yeah, man. I mean, they're they're great. And of course, I, I, go ahead. I want to be naked doing it so I can have an entry next year for the the bike horn. So uh, <laughs> tell, tell us, uh, is there a, a deadline? Can we just submit all the time or, or what? 
you can submit to me whenever you like, but there is a deadline for the next year's program. We started over in June. Mm. The premiere is going to be June 11th in Portland. Wow. Of bike porn foreplay. And the deadline, our original deadline was going to be uh, uh, in two days, mm. May 10th, but we've extended that to May 31st. So you have three weeks to think up and create a really amazing film. Now, I, I'm just going to mention this because the what we were discussing today was um, about uh, a database for accidents and stuff. I know that you're no stranger to, to accidents and things. Did you learn anything the last time you were hit or, or accosted or anything on a bicycle that will help you in the future? Oh, I learn something every time I get hit. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things, you know, you, you kind of want to try and I think an important thing is get an advocate for you. Don't try and, and, and do everything on your own. If you were just hit, you may have a concussion. You may just be a little bit shaken. You may kind of like be a little out of your sorts. And the driver might be in a similar state. They may be panicked. They may be a little bit out of sorts. So just having a witness, you know, a, a, and hopefully the witness is, you know, a fan of yours. Yeah. And they'll be able to be like, oh, yeah, well, I saw what happened. Here's what happened. If you need my phone number, you know. And that's all really important. The other thing I'd say is but make sure that, uh, that the driver is leaving, that they, like, give you, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, um, you know, correct information. I've, <laughs> I've had drivers, like, write down the their phone number and license plate, and both of them happen to be one digit off. Yeah. So, um, you, you've driven all around the country, what, besides Portland, I'm, I'm, you're saying Minneapolis has is, is been rated, but on a personal level, what do you think is the, the funnest city or you've had the best time in? Oh, man. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that we are in a special kind of scenario where we show up and we immediately are introduced to all the people who are interested in bikes and sex, which is just kind of, you know... Right, so we—it's a little unfair of me to like make any sort of judgments, but I tell you what, LA treated us great. We were—we had a, a wonderful show down there, and it was because the, the LA bike culture has really—I think it's grown up in, a, in an amazing way. Good, you guys good, are holding it down. Good after party, better than the AVNs, or, or what? Yeah, <laughs> well, good enough, I suppose. I had a great time, and uh, I wish I had been able to take more time. Some of these places were. Like, I had never been to Montreal before. They 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 combined us with a, a, a non-profit called Up Against the Wall, which is like a sex organization that promotes uh, self... Uh, it promotes uh, consensual sex play. Safe sex. Safe, well, not just safe sex, but like, you know, thoughtful, consensual, safe, safe sex play, right? So they had like... All sorts of whips and 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 uh, bondage gear and all manner of like voyeuristic things. They had like a place where they were videotaping people that were they were broadcasting what was going on, but then you were behind a, a screen. So it, it was uh, uh, it was you know incredible. And to be partnered with an organization that was going to be doing all that, that wanted us to like you know share our movies to help get them in the mood, you know, to be like. Oh, you know, this could be fun and exciting. It doesn't have to be weird or creepy. And it was like, even as sometimes as weird or creepy as it might sound, it's like, 
this is actually really good. <laughs> Sounds great, Ref, though. It's Alex Thompson. Uh, hey, Alex, how you doing, doing man? Dude, that was an amazing presentation that uh, that you gave here, the bike porn that you showed us here in, in L.A. And, dude, it, it changed my life. I don't know if I, I sleep different now, you know? And, uh, so my You're a bisexual. Are, yeah, dude, I, I didn't know it, you know? Now I do, and it's like, oh, this whole new world of bike sex is open to me. So so what do, uh, what do people who need more bike sexual stuff do? What should they do? Should they just make uh, more submissions for the web for bike porn or what? Well, you know. I, honestly, I'm only just a messenger in this this thing. I think this is going to be much larger and more engaging than I'm going to be able to take it. I got a feeling that people aren't going to be happy with this film. Oh, no, people are going to be like, large. I've already seen what uh, Karina Dooley has been making, like, great prints and, like, uh, erotic saddles. You know, like, she's been doing that for years. So, like, there's, there are people that have been out there thinking up all sorts of other creative ways of expressing their love for cycling and for cyclists. So I don't think that's going to change. Do you have a Do you have a story about somebody who maybe like was a little hostile to you guys when you flipped them and they, they turned it around and now they're totally bisexual? No. You know, maybe uh, maybe they're just like too bisexual for even you. Right. Well, I mean, one of the best stories is from one of the people whom uh, we met in Tucson, whom <laughs> uh, she was happened to living with the people who are hosting us. And so she would not have heard about the show otherwise. And they dragged her to the show. She's like, oh, I don't really bike. Uh, okay, fine. And she came to the show, and she just had this revelation. And she's like, this is incredible. And I'm like, and next thing you know, she's like, I need to help out with this somehow. And I'm like, she's in the van. She joined us on tour, and she's been with us, and she's been the greatest thing, because she's promoting the show so much more passionately than I can, because I'm like, well, you know, it, I feel a little bit like it's my show, so I have to enjoy it. She but she's the like, huh? oh, man, she, she drank the Kool-Aid, she made more of it, she drank more of it, she's been passing it around. Well, well what are you going to do incredible. when you fill up that van with bisexuals? Are you going to just, uh, I mean, are you just going to have a, a train of people riding behind it, you know, like a drafting line, like a pace I, line? You see, what I'm wondering next year... If I do this again, I might have to do it by bicycle, and then I can imagine, like, I don't know, I, I have this vision of, like, a bike sexual locusts coming into town, eating all your food, fucking all your, your, your bikes, and, 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 and making, off, making off with all of your best friends. Could be, uh, it, it could be an amazing thing, but I, I, I worry, you know, will there be enough condoms in L.A. to support us? I don't know. Hey, Russell, this is Nick again. Um, do you have any samples online of, of bike porn, or do, do we wait for the next showing? Well, well, there are a few. Anyone can take has the right to control their own content. So if they make a movie and they want to put it online, then they're entirely encouraged to do so. And some people uh, have some of their movies online. The trailers for each of the programs are online, so you can get a few-minute samples of each of them. You can go to the website and check those out. Or, um, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's the number two, number one and two ways that I would suggest exploring what, the, the content. What's the website? You can go to bikesmut.com, which then can lead you to a blog, that's uh, bikepornetour.blogspot.com, but bikesmut will get you there and you'll have to like click around a bit, you'll figure it out. Okay, and um, that'll give us your dates, your tour dates? And yeah, so yeah. Like I said, it's a little confusing, but, you know, if you are persistent, you will find all the information that you are looking for. All right, well, I'm good. Does anybody have any more questions for Reverend Phil? Yeah. 
Reverend Phil, if somebody wants to know where you're, you're traveling, do you have a schedule that people can consult so I can tell my friends, like in, uh, what is it, uh, some you got friends? Yeah, well, you got friends in Winnipeg? You got friends in Manitoba? You got friends in Saskatoon uh, or dude, Regina? That's like a double threat. They're Canadian and they ride bikes. Hola! <laughs> that is, damn, that's um, dangerous. But, but I'm talking about in the future. Do you, do you have a schedule? Can we go to, uh, what is it, Bike Hub or what is it, Porn something? Or? <laughs> bike Smut? <laughs> yeah, you can go there. I won't stop you. <laughs> But you right. maybe, and you could learn about whatever you want to learn about. But maybe, maybe LA needs its own like sexual hub of information. Yeah. You know, you guys are going to be like getting on so much that mm, everybody, 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 right, yeah. right. Yeah. That would be that would be great. And then we're going to be back in Cascadia in just a couple weeks after we've been on the road since mid February, and we're going to have played sixty and, shows and boy, in like a hundred days. Yeah, boy, it's it's kind of incredible. All right, but well, uh, well, Reverend, it's well, great. We, we thank you for calling, and, and feel free to call Kill Radio anytime you want to you know, show us or bl- blurb your your next event. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I love the bike talk. You guys come up to Portland for a pedal palooza. We've got, you know, it's basically a perpetual bike summer up there. So anytime you want to enjoy up the uh, the number two biking city in North America, we're we're <laughs> down to host you. Yes, number two tries harder. Awesome. <laughs> right? right? Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Bye. Okay, and of course, if you're listening past today, you're listening on kpfk.org. Thank you, KPFK. And our uh, email address at Bike Talk is livebiketalk at gmail.com. So you guys are looking at, at the bike mapping site uh, at Bike Site LA, and you guys were talking about some of the some yeah, of the stuff there's 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 also a point here that uh, Alex pointed out that uh, you could you could also um, put other information about a bicycle it doesn't have to be harassment it can also be collision uh, where your bike was stolen where you found your bike too and uh, other things like the road conditions if there was a pothole uh, if you fell uh, and it and it's not just sort of pigeonholed into to one little thing like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. It, it seems to be uh, very conducive to use, too. Simple, no lengthy explanation, just little dots and, it's and all things. It's self-explanatory. It looks we, like a map. We pulled up uh, it the is studio a location on here so you can see those are the accident or the collisions, pardon me, oh, yeah. in 2008.